Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Board Gaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Jeff. And I'm John. And uh, on this episode, it's going to be a bit of a different one. Um, I don't want to say that it'll necessarily be a downer, but I think it might be a little less energetic and uh, a little more off the cuff and hopefully really honest. Um John and I are going to talk about a topic that uh, I think a lot of us in the hobby experience from time yeah, to time. Yeah, uh, what prime mark are you based off of the relationship you have with your father? Yeah, well, that's not the actual topic, but that might be a good topic. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to open some That's what we've been talking wounds. about for an hour before this episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. We really did spend like 20 minutes before this episode. Like, yeah, let's like dig through our internal trauma using prime marks as a focusing lens so that we could put words to feelings that are ephemeral and hard to pin down. Um, it's a great time. Great time. Uh, but similarly, we're going to be trying to pin down a feeling that I think hobbyists <laughs> have uh, from time to time. Some people more than others. Uh, and that is... John and I are both in a hobby slump. We're just, we're in a hobby lull. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you want a hobby intellectually, I guess, but you just, you don't have the care to do it and it doesn't bring you joy. And uh, as we got together to kind of talk about what we were going to do for the episode, we real, you know, well, obviously we've been talking. It's not like we just talk once every two weeks when we record these episodes. Uh, but like, we've known that we're both in a slump for a little while now. Uh, and when we showed up, oh, man, I'm in a slump. John's in a slump. Well, hell, what are we going to talk about? So I thought we'd just talk about this. Cause I think it's something y'all out there probably deal with yourself. Um, so we take some time to talk about how we ended up in one and, uh, how, you know, whether we've been in them before and maybe some thoughts of how we can maybe get out of it. And hopefully y'all can too. But first, hobby time and games played. All right, John. Um, this is probably a bit of a loaded question given the episode, but uh, have you played any games or done any hobby? I uh, looked at a bunch of Warhammer models at the store when I went to go buy magic cards. Oh, what models? That's a loaded question, Joseph. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like just random stuff that was sitting on the shelf. I can't remember anything specifically. I didn't buy any, that's for sure. Uh, but I mean, I'm excited about stuff for the hobby that's coming up. Like the new Chaos Space Marine stuff looks great. The new guard stuff that's been leaked looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, still waiting with bated breath for my precious, precious world leaders. And uh, Skaven's on the horizon. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's important we kind of have this talk in this episode is like, I see stuff coming out soon that I want to sink my teeth in. So I really need to get out of this slump and I need to start finishing some other projects I have so that I can Mm -hmm. adopt and revisit some other projects. Yeah. That I assume obviously I have Sylvaneth about to drop when Skaven drops, you know, whenever that book releases, probably a couple weeks. Um, and then I'm going to have stuff I need to paint. I'm going to have Sylvaneth to paint, but 
you know, I've got to try to get out of the slump before then too. Uh, but at least you're looking at models. That's probably a good sign. I'm always looking at models. That's my secret, you know. Always be looking at models. Ah, Avengers reference. Very modern. Huh. Very funny. 10 out of 10. 5 out of 7. Perfect. I have a 40% on Yelp. That's not bad, depending on the topic. Yep. Um, I've similar. I, uh, I lost a whole week to having to be gone for work. And in the remaining week when I came back, I looked at my paint table and just the feeling of apathetic meh uh, is hard to put into words. So I, I have not cared to paint anything in the past week. Nothing at all. I have done, I guess, what might be considered hobby. Um, I had an airbrush that I bought uh, that... Essentially, like, I sold my old intro airbrush, which was, like, a big honking 0.5 millimeter airbrush, uh, so that I could get a beautiful, beautiful Harder and Steenbeck airbrush, which is lovely. But I find that for really thick paints, like a primer, even if I thin it, it just struggles a little. So I bought myself the airbrush I sold, just a new one. Um, uh, Iowata Revolution which is great for just spraying out primers. And when I got it, uh, the tip broke. Like this tiny, tiny, tiny little tip. Like the tip itself broke off from the threads. So the threads were left inside this tiny, tiny hole in the front of the airbrush. And uh, I had the option, like, I guess I could send it back to Amazon as a return and get a refund. But then they're just going to throw it in the garbage. And it's not actually garbage. It's just one part. All right, I'm going to try to fix it myself. Um, So I did spend some time this week figuring out how to fix it. I tried to get in there with needle nose pliers and a way, way too small for needle nose. Uh, Tried to get in there with like little tiny screwdriver tips. It was too small for that. Um, And I tried to just like get it out through little grip force by spinning, by like sticking a rubberized end on the tips, but it was too deep for that to work. Eventually though, uh, I got kind of clever and I found, I have like a file kit with multiple files and the points on those files are really small and then they sort of taper out to a wider diameter as you go down the, the file. And one of them is really triangular. So I took that and put it in the tip and sort of gave it like a some soft taps to really get those hard edges on the triangular bit to bite into the soft metal of the the little threaded pit. And then I was able to get just enough friction and leverage to get it to twist to get the tiny, tiny, tiny bit out of the threads. And, uh, that, that's hobby, I think. I'm a, I'm a count it. I'm a count it. I'm a count it. That's hobby. So yeah, I ordered a new part. Put that bad boy in there. So now when I do get back to airbrushing, it is ready to go. Uh, an actual... Ooh, thunder. Sorry, y'all. Uh, we are doing this episode where I'm at while it's raining good outside. So if you hear stuff, it's it's rain noise. But uh, also just before the episode, I tidied up my hobby desk. I don't know if that's hobbying, but it's something. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. And... uh yeah, otherwise, it's just, I'm in slump. So nothing else going on. 
It's a weird one. But I think it may be a good time to talk about that. All right, John. Uh, music has played. Uh, I it, guess. Or are you it just has. hearing it in your head? Well, I kind of do hear it in my head every time I say the transition, so I am hearing it in my head. But I also imagine that it was put into the episode. Mm, fake news. But continue on with the hobby. <laughs> well, so it was at that moment when I got back from my trip and I tried to hobby that I realized I was in a true slump. So. John, how would you define a slump? So, the way I rationalize slumps is when I go more than, like, a brief period without hobbying, right? And when mm-hmm. I mean, say, hobbying, I mean, if I go, say, an hour, not an hour, that's way too short. Holy cow. Jeez. Brain. Bad Impressive. Boy. Yeah, look at that. Uh, like if I go a week or two without doing a big hobby thing, whatever, like sometimes life happens, like that's whatever. It's when I go three or four weeks without picking up a model. Um, or more accurately, if I go like two weeks without thinking about picking up a model, I know I'm in a weird spot. With hobby. Mm-hmm. Like if there is no drive there whatsoever, um, especially if I can't pin it down, like if I've got a lot of reasons, right? Like. Uh, why haven't I been painting? Well, I've been working on overtime. I haven't had the time or like, um, you know, there's family stuff or there's obligations or maybe I gotta do stuff with my partner or maybe I gotta go do this thing or that thing. Like, okay, those are reasons. That's not a slump. But when you got plenty of open time and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go play some Elden Bling or whatever instead of hobbying every night for like three weeks, maybe you're in a hobby slump. Yeah, I think for me, the free time variable is when I know something's bad. Because um, much like you, like there are some nights where you you just got too much going on. You know, you get off work at like 3.30 and your night is booked until you go to bed at 11. Well, all right. That's not a slump. There was nothing you could do about it. But uh, like the past few weeks, I've found myself with a bunch of open time and just no care to do anything. And... uh That'll get you. That'll get you. Um, And what's weird for me when I'm in a slump is that it's almost like I'm of two minds. Like I have this sort of intellectual brain where I tell myself, hey, you should probably hobby because, you know, in our case, because you're in a crusade league and you've painted a bajillion models for it. You, You should finish. But that only happens at like the highest level of my brain and just, Cannot get communicated down to the wherewithal to want to do it or to enjoy doing it. Um, And if I do force myself to try, the enjoyment is just not there. And uh, I find that that's another bit of a slump when I recognize it. That there is just some internal block that I probably can't put a finger on holding me up. And that's difficult. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, slumps are very weird. Like, they come and go for all sorts of reasons. Like, sometimes they're completely random with no real reason. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were in a slump? Uh, before this one? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I always end up getting into one over the winter. Like, at some point over the winter, I just spend, like, a solid month not touching models. And it always just seems to come out of nowhere. It just comes out of, like, left field. And it just punches me and just goes, nope, no hobby. Taking a solid break from hobby for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think that sometimes taking a break, like, consciously, perfectly fine. I think it's healthy, right? But when it kind of yeah. comes out of nowhere, when in the middle of doing projects or stuff that you want to be doing, there might be a reason. Um, and so I, I tackle that differently, right? Like, I'll tackle it if it just comes randomly out of nowhere by trying to, like, deconstruct it and figure out where and can I solve that problem and fix that blockage. If it's something I do know the reason for and that like deconstructing it and removing that blockage doesn't help. I then have to find other methods of motivating myself. Mm -hmm. Like maybe a crusade league, maybe setting like a paint day with like some people that I want to paint with, uh, or more often than not, the biggest solution for me is play more game. And even if that means play game with unpainted model so that I feel like I'm engaging with the thing again, it's, mm -hmm. it's play more game. Yeah, we're going to, in a little bit, talk about solutions, but some of those mirror some of my own. Uh, for me, the last time I was in a hobby slump was COVID. Like mid-COVID. Yeah. That was the last time I had a bad slump. But at least at that time, I knew what happened, because it made sense. Like we, we, we weren't in, we weren't playing games, at all. Obviously, we couldn't, for a long, long time. Uh, and I think when like COVID started, I used it as an opportunity to like hammer out the backlog, and that went really well for a little while. But eventually, just ran out of gas in the tank. Um, and normally that's when I, you know, I'd play games to refill. But obviously, in lockdown that you can't so i just fell into a bad slump which i think is probably representative of a lot of folks but this time that's not quite the case so it's not so cut and dry which on one hand is comforting because it means we're not in lockdown so good but uh it makes it more difficult to problem to like troubleshoot and problem solve because it's not so obvious of a cause So, in that case, if we all are in agreement that hobby slumps are something that a lot of people are going to experience, and that it's very individualistic uh, about, you know, what's going to cause it, or uh, how long it will last, uh, I guess we should probably move into the resolutions of slumps. Like, when you are in a slump, roughly how long do you think they last, and what are... You've touched on it briefly, but like, what are some of your tactics for trying to work through it? Right. I think, well, to start with, how long they last is subjective. Like, mm -hmm. they could last three weeks. They could last three months. They could last years. Um, it's really kind of up to the person and how much this hobby means to you, ultimately. Like, it might be a, sl a slump could cause you to quit, right? Um, mm -hmm. which like, if you want to, that's, that's a, that's a you decision. Uh, but sometimes it does create like space for reevaluation on what you want for the hobby. What do you like, what do you want to get out of this thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
I can't I can't really just put like a thumb on it. For me, most of the time it's like no more than a few months at the worst. Where I'll spend a couple months just not touching it, doing a bunch of other stuff, and then I come back to it like revved and ready to go, and then bada bing, bada boom, I've painted like two hundred models in like two weeks and I feel like a like I never left. But I think it's important to not shame anyone in the hobby for how long their slumps may or may not last. Because some people can't get the gumption to get going like other people can. Like, some people can't just, like, grab yourself by the hobby bootstraps and hoist yourself up over that ledge. Yeah. Um, I think that gets into an interesting area of, like, neurodivergencies or other disorders that can make it difficult. Um, but I also find that like, it's just different for a hobby than like work stuff. Cause if I'm at work and there is something that needs to get done that I just don't want to do, which I think for most people at your job happens often. Yeah. Uh, it's real easy to just go, well, it has to get done. I'm gonna do it anyway. It is what it is. Uh, but I find that like, what could I force myself to do that in my hobby? Just, Yep, paint anyway. I know you don't want to. I know you don't like it. I know you're not having a good time. Do it anyway. That feels different than when you're at work. Yeah, I mean, it burns the thing that you like. Like, at some point, you liked this enough to, like, invest in it. It's not a... This isn't yeah. a thing you just stumble into and just go, Oh, look at me. I've got a house full of plastic with a bunch of paint. Like, no, at one point, you love this thing. If you mm -hmm. force yourself to do it, you could end up, run the risk of making yourself burn out and hate it. Yeah, you could poison that well, which I'm very hesitant to do as someone who's a hobbyist who does this for the fun of it, rather than, you know, as a job. So I I wouldn't shame anybody or yourself if that is the case. Um, and if you do feel like you might take a run at trying to just force yourself to do it, I would say do so carefully uh, and gently as much as you can. Because I would hate for you to sort of ruin your own good time on a more permanent basis than just like a temporary slump. Yeah, I'd rather someone, especially like, like say in our own play group, go, I think I'm going to take a break from the game for six months, but I'll be back later. And like, go, we'll go play other games with them or something, like video games or something. And then six months later, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to bust out these boys and we're going to fight each other. Like, I'd rather that happen than go, I'm going to force myself and chug, chug, chug. And then two months in, they go, you know what? I'm selling all this stuff. I'm never touching it again. Mm -hmm. Which we've seen happen before, right? And, it, we have. and it's, it's never like, good. At game shops and our own group, like it happens. It's a shame. Um, so I would, the big thing for me is if you're in a slump and you're trying to get your way out, move cautiously and carefully. Um, but I don't know. I find that like, same for me, length is variable. For the COVID one, that lasted a while. That was months. Because we were in lockdown for... God. Can I say years? It was over a year. It was like two years. I don't know how to put it into a time frame that makes sense. Because nothing feels right when I say a certain time frame in my head for it. Because it all just kind of felt like one maloo. It was like the longest day. Because you were just trapped in one place. But yeah, I mean, obviously we were in there for a long, long time. So the slump lasted longer than normal. Um, 
most of the time mine are shorter maybe a couple like three weeks to a month before that um, but for me to get out of it um much like john i think playing game can be good if your slump is purely attached to the hobby side and not the gameplay side um you know what i mean like if your slump is purely, eh, I don't want to paint or build, but you're still game to play, then I think playing game can be one of your best ways out of this. Right. Like, I think that's a, that's an easy shoot to pull. Yeah, that's kind of like hooking up a winch to your stuck truck. I mean, it's easy to do, and as long as you're well underweight capacity, it could help pull you out without a whole lot of effort. Um, but I think if your slump also extends to game playing... Now you've really got a more difficult question on your hands. Uh, have you ever had that happen to you, John? Uh, yes, 110%. And uh, for me, most of the time that solution is nuanced. Uh, because like I, I have to sit, I sit down and I, I write down on paper. I deconstruct, like, what, is, what about this hobby? Do I like, not like, do I think this is a permanent or a temporary feeling? about said hobby in these little plastic army men um sh shocking nobody it's almost always temporary like i just i'm burnt out or i'm tired or the hype train's gotten to me or like maybe it's my own stuff right like i don't make a lot of money so like sometimes it feels bad being part of this hobby when like prices go up and it makes me want to just not play it um because i'm like i can't afford to get stuff like i can play the game with what i have and that's fun and i will but then like like oh well, i kind of want this new thing that came out and i couldn't get it that sucks like, that happens. Uh, and for me, to save the hobby long-term, my solution ends up being, when it's both a game and a hobby slump, is to just put it on the shelf for a set period of time. Like, that's when I force myself to go into a break, right? Like, mm -hmm. I just turn the slump into a elected break and then come back and revisit it in, with a healthier, different perspective. Yeah. I think that's the answer. Um for me, I give my, I call it like giving myself space to find inspiration. Cause at least for me, that's normally what gets me out of the slump is, uh, I don't know how and I don't know when, but eventually I will stumble across something that kicks my brain into sort of like narrative overdrive and I will become in love with it immediately. And then I'm back on the train. In some form or facet. Um, however, the thing is, I I can never just kind of find that on a whim. Like I, I can't just like manufacture fake inspiration. Uh, so I like to, you know, if I'm not feeling it, just disconnect and give myself opportunities to be inspired. Read some book. Listen to some cool YouTube video. Look at other game systems. Look at other minis. Play other games entirely. Sometimes board games. Sometimes stuff like magic. Hey, Tabletop role-playing games. Like, uh, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, but, I think as people, like, it's pretty easy when you're viewing content online to see people that are making these videos about, like, say, Warhammer. And assume, assume that that's, like, their whole life, right? It's like, Warhammer what they do 
yeah, it's in the game, like that kind of shit. Um, but the reality is a lot of people who play these things play all sorts of different stuff. And a lot of people who interact with these hobbies interact with them in all sorts of different ways. And so it's okay to do that yourself, especially feeling like a slump, right? Like go play another game, go touch grass, go like pet a dog, make a cheeseburger, eat a curry, like punch a punching bag, go to the gym, like Watch go for a, a movie, run. read a book. Yeah. Like go, go do stuff. Come back like this. Like one of the benefits of this hobby, right? Of Warhammer about miniatures wargaming is that yeah, the rules change and they get updated and they can be kind of a drag to try to keep up with. But if you just hop off that fucking wagon for a while, you still have the fucking models. Like you can still come back to it and you didn't really lose anything. Oh no, mm-hmm. you missed out on some releases. Just go back and buy them. I mean, and let's really be honest. Depend if you are just a Warhammer gamer. Uh. Some of those, I mean, there are like 24 armies per game system. Odds are those releases weren't for you anyway. Yeah, I mean. The odds of those releases being for your army were kind of low. So you probably really didn't miss anything. And I'll be honest, like even like in our playgroup, we've got a podcast. We talk about this game pretty regularly. We've got like multiple groups and discords and stuff we talk into, but like. We aren't playing on the bleeding edge of rules. We don't go to tournaments. Nope. So, like, most of the time, we'll just play just, like, whatever fucking mission we feel like and just play in the game. Like, so the Codex we releases. Just, we just make them up. Yeah. The Codex releases is really where we, like, see new rules pop in and go, I'm going to play with this. But, like, for the most part, it's just hanging out and playing games with your buds. So, there's no reason to put stress on it. Uh, there's no reason to get, like, all antsy about needing to keep up with releases. Just, like, take a break. Come back later when it feels better. Mm-hmm. I think that's the answer a lot of the time. Eventually, you'll feel the tickle again. Whether you read a book that gave you an idea for, like, a new paint scheme or a new story, or you watched a movie that had, like, a color scheme that really, like, made you wanted to try something, or you just stumble across uh, a new paint technique that you had never even thought of and that worked for you. Uh, or you get it, maybe it is a rules release that pulls you back in. Or maybe you find a new game system that infatuates you and you want to try jumping into that. Eventually, yeah. something will probably grab you. And I uh, think that once something grabs you and you're like, ah, yeah, I want to come back. Take me back. Country roads, take me home. Back to Hobby Town. Disco, disco, Hobby Town. Don't know where I'm going with this, but what what I'm trying to say is. When you, when you come back, one of the most important things to do is kind of like reach back out to who you were interacting with in the community. And be like, hey, I'm coming back to the game. Like, what's up? What have you been working on? Show me what your progress has been lately, if you have any progress. And it'll help like motivate you to not just have the thought of, I should call her. But instead, I should call her and plan something. <laughs> <laughs> a call is easy. Making a date, that's really the victory. Yeah. Make a date with your hobby knife and uh, that got dark. Uh, paintbrush. <laughs> Call your hobby boo. Set up a nice dinner. Go see a movie. Have a great night on the town. Maybe get some ice cream. Have a lovely night out. Commit a felony. Yeah. Um. You know, whatever really gets the romance going, make it happen. Yeah, if you just, if you feel the inspiration, 
at this point, I wouldn't even, when I'm trying to get out of a slump, even if that inspiration is for something wild that wasn't in my original, like, hobby plan, to hell with it. I just run with it. Whatever that inspiration is, I'll take it. I'm on. Yeah. I mean, sometimes for me, like, my smaller slumps, what pulls me back in is that I'll be like, like, I will spend, like, three weeks doing no hobby whatsoever, and I'll just play Mech Warrior for three weeks and be like, oh, yeah, I love Big Robot. And then I'll be just be sitting in the Mech Lab looking at this Big Robot, and I'll go, I wonder if I can print one of those. And I'll print one, and then I'll look at it, and I'll go, I wonder if I can paint that. And then I'll paint it, and I'll be like, oh, fuck. I sure do love painting. Because <laughs> sometimes the, the lizard brain's just that dumb. That you can just like go, oh, oh, I love Hellboy. Hellboy's great. I'm going to 3D print a little bust of Hellboy and then I'm going to paint it. Oh, look at that. Oh, shit, I love painting. I'm going to keep going. Like, <laughs> that's okay, too. Like, sometimes that works. It's your lifeline. It works. As long as it gets you pulled back into the boat, it doesn't matter. You know? If you're like me and you just really have an emergency button, so you get drunk with your wife and watch all Underworld movies back to back to back to back to back and then decide to play Soul Black Grave Lords, then, you know, it's what you got to do. And also, that that's a lot of blue tone shifted cinema with leather. I'm into it, though. I ain't gonna lie. That's, that's a core memory for me. Yeah. That's deep in there. Yeah. Yeah, if it's, you, well, it's one of the reasons I like werewolves so much. It's a problem. Any sort of like vampire fighting werewolf thing, I am on board. Every time. I don't care what the story is. I don't care what IP it is. I don't care what medium it is. I'm and The vast majority board. of our friends are also the same way, but it's funny because we basically fall into the two werewolves, of not two werewolves, the two camps of werewolves versus vampires. And we're always at war with one another, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Like a it's lot of great. it's pomp and circumstance, all right? You have the sort of more bougie vampire aristocracy and those trash werewolves. It's great. It's it's true. I, I will in fact eat frozen pizza rolls out of a dumpster like a bonar. Uh yeah. Oh, now we're touching on World of Darkness. We can't go here, John. My passions will be too flared. <laughs> I swear to God I will talk here for three hours about World of Darkness clans and tribes. I will do it. I, I will not be contained. This will go into a, a PhD level lecture. All I'm saying is Age of Sigmar would be a much better game if they had a goddamn werewolf faction. Right. Oh my God. Give it to me, you freaking cowards. And you can align them with the different realms to give you different effects on the beasts and models that transform like Marathi. We have the tech to do it. You can have them. We have the technology. We have it. You can have them start as humans and then become wolves and transform. And maybe some of them have different shifts than the others. Why are we not doing this game's workshop? Ah, uh, what a destruction faction. Like, I would, oh, oh God, yes. Give me destruction werewolves. Yes, I support this. Hey, uh, well, that one GW representative that listens to this show, make it happen. Do that thing. Oh, and Eat whoever, shit. give it to the, the crack goblin to sculpt, please, for the love of God. Give it to the wildest sculptor you have. Get weird with it. Really weird. Like a wear Trogoth? That'd be cool. Well, how awesome would that be? Like, I know it's a whole bunch of, like, werewolves are like, Oh, humans who turn to wolves! No, 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 no. I want a werewolf giant. Alright? I want a giant that got bitten by a werewolf on his big toe and now shifts when the moon is full. 
Like, what are those hawk dogs that the Stormcast have? What if one of those bit a goblin and then they made a creature? Oh. Yeah, yeah, a griffhound. Yeah, griffhound goblins. Like oh, where, a grot griff? goblins. Yeah. Grot griff. There grot we go. Grot griff. Oh, my God. Well, I found my inspiration. Uh, if they give me grot griffs and giant werewolves, I will, I will paint like an absolute madman. I will give myself a drip-fed IV of monster energy drinks and paint for four days straight. Impressive. You, I will. I'll do what I must. <laughs> but I mean, I think... Obviously, I'm not that hyped up for the army that doesn't exist. But I think that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is just find inspiration. Uh, I'm just giving myself space and... Uh, Kind of been getting back into some fun Star Wars stuff. Um, my buddy has been running us like a really fun uh, Star Wars tabletop RPG for the past few months. And that's been great. And that combined with like uh, Mando and Kenobi and Boba Fett. And I'm rereading like my favorite Star Wars novel of all time, uh, Republic Commando. And it's just kind of got me back into a bit of a Star Wars mood. Um, so I think I might be able, if I'm very careful, to use this to become some genuine motivation to uh, to make some to paint some little clones because I I do love me some clones. Ooh, I do love clones. Um, and also I'm considering running a D and D campaign that is dark fantasy. Uh, based Ooh. off of this book setting I got uh, on Kickstarter a few years ago called Grim Hollow. Uh, like dark, dark fantasy, John. Uh, in a realm that is sort of touched by darkness and humanity's only alive and safe within the light of their torch and beyond is relentless rolling shadows of death and destruction and worse. Um... And I think it could be a fun little like D&D setting to play with. And while I'm sort of writing up some ideas for that and drafting potentially like players, who knows if I'm careful, maybe that will end up being inspiration to paint, you know, hell, soul blood grave lords, you know, kind of on flavor. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll finish Warhawk and just go, I need a white scars army. John, I cannot. I can't have my Tau, which are sort of like a grayish to off-gray color, and then my clones, which are a white color, and then white scars, which are also a white color. It's but so what? much white. Fuck it. There ain't no rules in this bitch. It's Do so much your white. Heart wants. <laughs> it's so much white. Uh, John, though, do you have any current tactics that you're working on? Like, what's your current plan of attack, like, in the immediate now? The immediate now plan of attack is I'm probably going to give myself, like, another week to kind of ruminate and form a plan, like a loose plan that still allows for chaos, like like an organized chaos plan. As a Bonar would. And then I'm going to take some time to, like, play some more video game, um, read some book. Uh, I'm working on running D&D again soon, so that's been a fun, creative thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm just going to dive back in. I'm going to dive back in with something small that I know I like paint, painting. Um, I need to work on more of the guards, so I'm just going to paint a tank. 
I like tanks. I like tanks. Tanks Some are cool. Paint. Watch Fury. Paint a tank. Paint a tank. Paint a tank. And then I'm hoping that the Skaven stuff comes out and it motivates me to start, like, I don't know, working on some Skaven stuff. Work on that. And just mm. try to build new routines um, mm-hmm. that are manageable around painting. And keep, like, a steady flow of stuff moving. And then uh, try to set up playing more games. I just need to figure out how I can make that work. Yeah, I think we might need to make a combined concerted effort to play more game. I don't know exactly what that would look like, but that could be a thing we could double dip on together. I th- I think that looks like we hanging out, drinking brewskis, and rolling dice, my guy. It's probably what it looks like. And I think, because like currently, for the viewers, John and I live like it was an hour and a half to two hours away. Now it's more like an hour and a half to an hour away, give or take. Um, so like before, we were only gaming once every couple of months, which could could be a little rough, be a little rough. But I think yeah, we just have to push it to to do more, even if it's not all Warhammer. If we you know dabble in some Malifaux, dabble in some Legion, dabble in some Infinity, whatever. Yeah, it I takes think there's to, to there's get it rolling. Sp- there's a lot more space to play games soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that struggles with driving to play games with each other is because if you live in the U.S. right now, or pretty much anywhere, you know what gas is like, and it sucks. Yeah, that's a thing. But I ain't going to let that stop me. No, I mean, John was just up last weekend to play some Magic the Gathering. We had like a big Memorial Weekend get-together. It was great. It was Memorial the Magicening or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Memorial Weekend Magic. Grilled out. Played Magic the Gathering for like 14 hours. Had a great time. Had yeah. an absolute blast. Next big holiday weekend is July 4th. So we'll see. We'll see, Joseph. We'll see. Mm. Maybe. Fireworks Maybe. may fly. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the Skaven versus Sylvanet. Who knows? I don't think this book's will be out by then, John. Well, maybe. Fight me. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but for viewers out there, do y'all experience hobby slumps? And if so, how long are they? And genuinely, how the hell do you get out of them? We need advice. Uh, yeah. And yeah. hopefully our tips help you some. Uh, and if you've got any thoughts you want to share, hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, they're always open. We really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to go further, give the show a rating. That's really helpful for a small podcast like us. Uh, and if you want to be an absolute champion, share it with some friends. Uh, maybe you're in a slump and you just need some something to help people understand where you're at. Or maybe you got friends who are in a slump and you're trying to help pull them out. Maybe send it to them. It might give them just a little bit of assistance. Kind of start pulling them with that winch to help them get out of it. Um, but otherwise, despite the slump, we're going to be still here giving you episodes. They just might be a little more free form and the topics might be a little more wide ranging. But for now, that's been all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fried. We'll see y'all on the next episode.